This podcast is brought to you by Treebird Branding, cultivating ideas from root to flight. Disney Dinks. Because what else are you going to do with all that time and money? Welcome to Disney Dinks. We're your hosts, Patrick and Dina. And these are tips on dominating Disney vacations for the dual income, no kids set. Let's jump right into this episode's top five list, which is top five dark rides. Good one. Yeah, so I just did a little research and discovered that dark rides originated in the 1900s as ghost trains or like the haunted houses and carnivals. Ooh, ghost yeah. trains, huh? And so then Disney, you know, took that over and created it as we see it now, I guess. I'm sure there was other steps in between, but huh. interesting origin good, story. Good fun, fun fact. It's not all just smoke and whistles on Disney dinks. <laughs> or even smoke and mirrors. Bells and whistles. Or bells and whistles. Exactly. It's a hybrid. <laughs> okay, so my, what's your number five? Number five for me is Pirates of the Caribbean. That's really low. It is low. I have reasons why. I disagree. That's fine. That's why we have independent top fives. Um, Obviously, Pirates is a classic ride, and it has to make anyone's top five, I feel like. I put it five partially because after doing the Disneyland one, I'm feeling like there is a better version out there in the world. That's clearly a better version. Okay, that's fair. The Disneyland one is superior. It is superior. I've also done it so many times that I feel like it's lost maybe a little bit of its luster for me. It's probably the ride I've been on the most. Probably. And then the other thing, and this is a technical difficulty, but I feel like at the end of the ride, every single time there's like the boat pile up that happens, you like slam into the boats and like it takes like 10 minutes to unload. Yeah, the offloading is slow. And that kind of ruins the, it ruins the experience a little bit for okay, me. Okay, all right, that's so those fair. Are, mm-hmm. those are why it's at number five. Not to take away from the fact that it's one of the still in your top five classic rides ever created. So, like, despite all of that, yes. My number five is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in Disneyland because I always have to throw in a Disneyland like you sure do uh, because they don't have it at Disney World anymore. And we had I hadn't been on it since I was a kid. So when we were in Disneyland, we went on it and we were dying laughing because the ride is so silly. You're like flipping and scooting around in this little car, and then you drunk drive kill people and get run over by a train and end up in hell with the devil yes and there's like a demon spoiler it's the alert only, the there's only a disney demon. ride that ends with a encounter with beelzebub and then it's over and then it's over yeah it's so good mr toad so like of all of those like so wild yeah those kid rides those kid rides like that it's like those fantasy land rides i don't think anything comes close to Mr. Toad. No, I, w- I wish they still had that in Orlando, honestly. Yeah. It's kind I, like, of a I know, bummer that they took it away. Yeah, I know Peter Pan is, like, beloved for people. I think that one is totally lame compared to Mr. Toad. Yeah, Peter Pan's just okay. All right, what's your number four? Number four is Dinosaur! Exclamation point. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, I know, I feel like a lot of people do, because it's tucked away. It's like my top ride at Animal in Kingdom. In the far corner of Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But it's... So fun, and it's adventurous. And Felicia Rashad is involved. Right, you got the, you got the good pre-story. Um, and then, you know, it's just, it's rickety-rockety. 
jolting your way through with the dinosaurs. It's fun. It's dark. It's the same. Um, but is that a dark ride? Sure it is. Okay. You're in a ride vehicle in the dark the whole time. Well, yeah. But it's Why sure wouldn't it be? I don't know. Like, like what's the category, I guess? Yeah, I'm, I think we'll get more into this as the list goes on. But my number four is decidedly dinosaur. Okay, my number four is mission... No, spaceship. I almost said mission space. Oh, That's the worst ride ever. Yeah. I need to make a note. Um, it's spaceship Earth. Okay. Because um, it makes me so tickled to go on it at Epcot every time. It's pretty stupid, but it's educational. They updated it with Dame Judi Dench. Yes. I love the smells. I love the like super vintage animatronics. Yeah. And, like you know, like the crackling fire and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that there's like a version of the future in there that's totally like vintage and silly. And then with the new update, because you used to just ride down backwards right. and then look at Twinkle Stars, but now with the new update you get to create your own version of the future and it's hilarious every time. And it's always nice and cool in there and it's a really nice long dark ride, it which is. is why it has to be on my list. So what's your number three? Well, for all those reasons and more, Spaceship Earth is my number three. Oh. I like the historical elements. I like we go all the way back to thank, educational. Thank the Phoenicians. Oh, I love that line. Yes, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, the 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 Judy Dench Dame Judy Dench narration is lovely. Um, yeah, take it's a nice journey through. Through communication. communication As a liberal arts person, I appreciate that. All right. Uh, number three, my number three is Splash Mountain. And so there's like some controversy c- controversy on whether or not this is a, actually a dark ride. Yes. Because people say, well, it's a, tar- it's a log flume. Yes. And, but with part dark ride. But to me, it's a dark ride that has a big drop and that's it. Like the, you're in the dark ride for the most part. Uh, so it's like a dark ride thriller. But I love it. I'm disappointed that it's going to be closed while we're there yeah. uh, in October. But I am excited that it's getting an update because I have this tendency to only notice flaws in all things. You do Splash Mountain enough times, you start to notice that like it was getting a little run down. And so I was happy to hear that they're you know giving it a little bit of refurbishment so that it, it you know take it back to its glory days. Yes. I mean, it's hard. It's hard with these water rides to keep them. It is in pristine condition. I mean, I don't even know how they do it to keep them at the point yeah. that they're at. So, anyways, water that's our number. The, it's a corrosive agent. It's a corrosive agent. That's what it is. So, yeah. What's your uh, number two? Number two is Haunted Mansion, which is just. Cla- I've probably done that as much as Pirates, and I feel like it gets the nod over Pirates. I never get sick of Haunted Mansion. Just because I think the music is great, the narrator is fun. Um, the pre-show, yeah, phenomenal. The, the pre-show is great. The line is really cool too. Now I really appreciate that they still have this frightening element of the guy hanging himself at the top. I mean, that's like that legitimately creepy. The crap out of me when I was. And the a rest kid. of it is very kind of jovial ghosts, but that's very dark. Yeah. But I like that they keep that, kept that in there. Well, there's like the murderous bride, you know. True, true. But even that is kind of like campy. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the guy dangling from a... There's nothing campy about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Haunted Mansion is, is wonderful in all aspects. And we do it like 10 times every time we go there. Yeah. So my number two is Pirates. I feel really good about Pirates. Um, the th- 
things that bother you, I guess, bother me too. But it is such a good ride. It's been around from the beginning. The songs are great. And, like, what a silly concept that they invented, you know, back at the original park. And it is so, it's so good. I love everything about it. Of course, now they are, um, you know, correcting that one scene in it by taking out the auction of the bride. Well, you know, the patriarchy is still alive and strong in some of the Disney parks. It is. So it's nice to know that they're... You know, changing the narrative a bit so that it's right. a little bit more current. Yes, even though it is depicting pirate times, perhaps we don't quite need that detail. Well, none of it's really that you know correct if we're really talking about pirate. Well, times. no, none of it's none of it's wholesome. So yeah, so may as well just like. But I suppose you know, sex trafficking is something we don't really need at Disney. Disney in yeah. twenty seventeen. <laughs> All right, what's your number my number one? one and you'll know why I held my tongue previously, as you had yours, is Splash Mountain. I knew that was coming. Right. You know my love for Splash Mountain. And I am going to defend, I, I'm sure there are purists out there who will contend that Splash Mountain, as you said, is not a dark ride because it has outdoor elements to it and it has a flume drop at the end. Probably these people need to get over it. But I would say that <laughs> 90% of the ride is clearly an inside dark ride format. Mm-hmm. You have that little bit in the beginning where you're outside and then the drop at the end. But other than that, it's a long dark ride. It tells a great story. It is a nice long ride. It's a good 15 to 18 minutes long. I think the story's great. The music's great. You have like three to four whole different scenes, you know, from beginning to end. The laughing place is wonderful. Um, yeah, it's just a complete... Complete ride. It's pure Disney. Pure Disney. Story, music, and you have the thrills too. So that's why it that's why it wins for me. Well, my number one is the Haunted Mansion. I love everything about it. It's whenever we go to the Magic Kingdom, it's the first ride I have to do, unless there's like, you know, rope drop type things involved that we have to get to. But once like, you know, those things are, are taken care of, Haunted Mansion is, right. is my absolute favorite. I love the line. I love getting to the ride. I love being on the ride. I love it, even when the ride kind of breaks down and you're stuck on it for a minute. Like, I just want it to last forever. It is my favorite ride of all time. I love the music. I love the narration. I love all of the different, like, hidden stories and parts of the ride. Mm-hmm. I, and, like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that really like the, like, more, like, twisted, dark Disney stuff out there. And, like, the Haunted Mansion is, like, the best of that for me. Yes. So we're pretty we're pretty consistent there, except I had Dinosaur. Which and I had Mr. Toad. You had Mr. Toad, and we both like those as well. All right, so. good top five, good top five. Good top five. five. Gryffindor's Creek and the Tombstones Quake. Spooks and Doctors Wayne and Wake. Happy Haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim, pretty ghosts about to socialize. And don't try to hide All a silly spook They sit by your side Shrouded in a daffish hide They pretend to terrorize Grimly ghosts come out to socialize Alright, time for the topic of the episode Which is how to pack Pack it up, pack it in So, you know, of course there's 
We're not going to get into like every, you know, pair of underwear you need to bring. No. Uh, but bring plenty. But really, these are, you know, maybe some not so obvious things. Right. For like, it's really, it's almost like survival gear. Yeah. And so, you know, these are the things that we've used and we've tested many times that we really can't live without when we go. Right. So we're all adults here and we're going to leave it to you to know what to bring basically on a five to seven day trip, how long you're going to be there. But the things we're going to touch on are sort of Disney specific. Yeah. Next level, dink level type. Dink level. Yes. Items. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll kick it off. We're kicking it off with some, a good supply of moisture wicking socks so your feet is this is going to be a recurring theme are what you have to protect the most at disney Mm -hmm. and a good pair of socks um whether it's smart cushioned yeah you know smart wool are good um any sort of running sock just you know look on look Socks that people either wear hiking or wear like running marathons. This, this is the level of sock you need for Disney. And we have some links to some a lot of these items that we're discussing on the podcast just to Amazon for you. So there's like some right. socks that we've gotten in the past that we really like. Yeah, they're going to be a little more expensive than your average run-of-the-mill socks, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah, make sure that you take... don't skimp on socks. What does like Lieutenant Dan say when like Forrest Gump arrives in Vietnam? And he's like basically talking about like, take care of your feet. Oh, yeah. I wish I probably should have looked that up before probably. I brought it up. No, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know the line. Anyway, so feet related things. But other, the next thing you need to bring are two pairs of ultra comfortable shoes. I love to bring running shoes, sneakers. Um, to Disney and the reason that we say to bring two pairs and this has probably come up before is that you wear your first pair and then you take your siesta and then you change your socks and put on a fresh pair of shoes it's like you have whole new feet. whole new feet second half of the day a whole new foot yes that was good wasn't it Mm mm-hmm Anyways, this is like a Disney expert trip. Take care of those tootsies and have two pairs of great shoes. Don't think you can walk around parks in Sperry's. It's no. not happening. Or flip-flops. Oh, or no. heels for the love don't, of don't God. Don't be cute. The only sandal that I would recommend wearing in the park is a good, you know, nice worn-in Birkenstock if you wanted to go sneaker-free yeah. one day. Like, I would do that at night, maybe. Not my first shoe of the day. Right. But yeah, it's usually good to... Yeah, so have at least two pairs. Yeah, I usually go sneakers both times, just different pair. Because mm-hmm. they need time to kind of like dry yeah. and like fluff back up. Right. Um, because like basically if you're wearing them for both of your outings of the day, like they never get a chance to like really rest. No. So you need, just like you need a time to rest, your sneakers need time to rest too. Yes. Moving on. You also are going to need a small to medium-sized day bag. This is to take into the park with you to carry all manner of essential items and sundries. Um, we usually go with the with a single shoulder strap bag. You can easily go with a small backpack as well. Just whatever yeah, we you're like comfortable with. Yeah, we like the shoulder with. bag. It's because it's kind of the shape is really easy to set under you on rides. Yeah, you just wear it on your hip, and it's easy to get on and off rides with it, and just kind of stick it at your feet. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and your back doesn't get hot true. by having a backpack yeah, on it. Yeah, the biggest problem with the backpack is your back the hot. is like a soaked back all day. Then. Yeah. Um, also, with the you know word to the wise is to 
steer clear of a larger backpack because the bigger the bag, the more crap you're going to stuff in there that you don't actually need. Yeah. So I feel like we do a really good job of like monitoring our yeah what we're bringing in. Like the shoulder strap bag is smaller than than a backpack. Than a you don't need more than that. No. Yeah, and we'll talk. Well, I can talk to you about it right now. Like what we bring in the day bag, we have our water bottle. Um, we have a couple of snacks. Because you can bring in your own snacks to the park. Yeah, most people know this, but if you're a real neophyte to Disney, they do allow food and beverages, non-alcoholic beverages, to be brought in. So you might you think... You just can't bring in coolers. Right. You might think like, oh, you're, they're going to make me buy all my food. Not the case. So you can pack a bunch of snacks and water, um, which saves time and money when you're in there. Mm-hmm. So do it. Yeah, we also always bring uh, hand wipes. Like, of course, you know, you can do the, like, gel sanitizer. But I feel like, you know, like, where does the dirt go if you're just using sanitizer? Like, you're not actually clean. So we get, like, a case of wipes at, like, Costco or something before we go. And we always have a pile of them on us. So, like, in between rides, of course, before meals, anytime possible, we're using the wipes, you know, to make sure that we're, you know, maintaining that self-care because... Disney parks are very clean, but they're still lousy with people. Well, yeah, they're also germ fests. Yeah, so. so make sure that you're, you know, constantly, just like we always say, you know, always be drinking in line. Also, like, always be wiping off your hands. <laughs> right. It's a good rule of thumb just to, you know, keep those germs away. Uh, the next thing that you should make sure you have in that day bag is just a small little bottle of ibuprofen. Um, we typically or acetaminophen, whatever yeah. you're, whatever you know, they're all bad for one of your organs. Whatever organ you want to <laughs> kill more, the, kill more your liver or your um, what's acetaminophen do? I don't know your pancreas. Pancreas, maybe, I don't know. Like but so anyways, some sort of painkiller. Yeah, yeah, because like you are going to be sore, and if you can take a little of the edge off there, we recommend it. Uh, the next thing that you need to have inside your day bag are a couple of quart-sized gallon bags or quart. Did I just like say that stupid? Quart and gallon size Court bags. and gallon size bags. Yeah. This is to protect your phone if it's you know you're going on a water ride. I, we just keep our phones in a bag all day, right? Um, in case it rains or if you're on a water ride, it's also handy if for like any reason you like have garbage, you can shove it in one of those. Yeah, one can become a trash bag if you're. I mean, there's a lot of dumpsters there, but you know, just if for the interim. You can kind of create one with all the wrappers as you're eating snacks throughout mm-hmm. the day. Your handy wipes Your go handy in there. Your handy wipes go in. etc. Yeah. So just a couple of each. And, and really anything else you want to protect, like keep it in a baggie. And then we, um, we, because we typically aren't using our phones too much, but now we've become a little bit more reliable on our phones just for like updates on the you know line updates. Touring cl- plan. Touring plans, any closures, right. weather. So... You know, we're using our phones a little bit more and more, and the battery just goes so fast. So we have, there's, you can, we have a couple different options. One is like, a, it's called like a juice box, and it's just a battery um, external that you plug into. Or another one is like the one that's on the case that your phone is always plugged into. But that one, I think, you know, like, be careful because it can ruin the life of your battery over time mm. to have one of those. Right. So, but it is handy while you're in the parks to have that backup. Yes, and it's mostly for emergencies because if you're siestaing, 
you, yeah, you're charging. You you only have to last half a day, then you can get a good hour or so charge back at the room and be close to 100% for your afternoon. So another point in the column of siesta. How do you do life without a siesta? I don't know. Badly. Badly. <laughs> All right, what's the next one? So we already sort of mentioned this, but a water bottle is essential and... Not just, we like to carry a bobble brand water bottle. And these are the ones that have the little filter on the mouthpiece mm -hmm. so that um, you can fill it up from a water fountain or from any sort of potable water supply. And it takes a little bit more of the, you know, lovely Floridian essence out of it as you drink it. Um, you could easily just fill up a plastic Dasani bottle if you wanted to. Um, your call, but we like yeah, a, the bottle is also really nice and natural. lightweight because there's so yeah. many water bottles that are like the insulation and all of that. And honestly, like we're drinking that water and filling it up so fast because we're always drinking while we stand in a line, Disney Dink Law. Um, so that like we're not worrying so much about keeping it cold, it's more about the weight of it, right? Because who wants to be lugging around some giant insulated or glass? Water yeah, bottle. like you don't need a full, a full liter size Nalgene. That's too big. No, I feel like. no, and like the you bottle be... holds like twenty ounces. Yeah, which is plenty. It's plenty, and anytime we're by a water fountain, we're you know dumping ours out and filling it with some like new water. Right. Just it's part of it's just part of our day to day activity. Yes, because a whole liter of water is heavy. Mm -hmm. The other thing to know what to pack so. First, you should go always make sure that you are checking your Dark Skies app that we recommend that you put on your phones for your Disney trip. It tells you kind of minute by minute what the weather's going to be. So if for that day you see there's going to be a chance of rain, we found some really nice lightweight and small ponchos. Uh, there are links to that on DisneyDinks.com on our How to Pack hot list. And so we recommend you bring those. Ponchos are not just for rain, though. They're handy for the, you know, what is it? The Cali River Rapids. Cali River Rapids is the, the most wet ride. Splash Mountain, you can certainly get you wet could, on as yeah, well. Yeah, you can put a poncho Depending on, on where you're sitting. Yeah. If you're in the front, you might I be... never get too wet on, on Splash Mountain where I'm uncomfortable. No. So I don't really worry. It's kind of like a nice little, like, well, there, probably this time we're going to go. But there's always, like, sometimes if you're... Your little boat stops, and you're next to where the people are coming down, yeah. and their surge comes over. It can get you pretty good, but it's you know one out of every five times you get wet. Whereas Cali River Rapids every time, um, but yeah, especially through those barges. If you go on that and oh, Universal, yeah. you gotta have that poncho. That's a definite head to toe soaking. We'll get to that in our future podcast about Universal. Yes, but yeah, pack your ponchos with you. You can buy them at Disney, but they're gonna charge you farm more for them it's so. sad though remember the yellow you might not remember this because of your sad disney upbringings but back in the day they had these yellow ponchos these yellow mickey ponchos mm. and they were so cute and they don't make them anymore it makes me sad now they're clear right. so like and of course like ours that we recommend are not a nice like clear you know poncho but if they came back with the yellow one i think i might that might be a Throwback. Disney item yeah. I would purchase. Okay. No, we, we were left to fend with no ponchos. No poncho. Being wet was part of the <laughs> grinning and bearing it. 
So um, what, let's. That's kind of what to pack, you know, in the parks or just right. in general. In general. Um, so what are some things you know that we recommend that you bring in your suitcase? So for me, I like to have plenty of t-shirts on hand. T-shirts are my main apparel. Pretty much whatever season we go to in Florida, you're going to be wearing a t-shirt. Um, I like to pack about two per day, which might be excessive. I don't know. They're small. And yeah, bring plenty of shirts. And because you're going to, chances are, you're going to be hot, unless you're there in January or February. I mean, you're going to be sweating 10 months out of the year in Florida when you're going park to park. So it's a good idea to change when you come home for the siesta. Um, a nice little dry reset. Right. It's better to have too many than too few. I always like to dress basically like I'm going to work out or going to right. yoga. You know, Disney is not for looking cute. I mean, you look cute, fine. But, you know, be comfortable. That's the most important part. So I usually bring, you know, almost like two pairs of like like yoga pants or leggings and two shirts per day um, just to make sure that like I'm covered. Uh, the other thing that you do need to bring though is at least one nice outfit for day per day for dinner and make sure you you know strategize and bring a nice pair of shoes or two so that anytime that you do have one of those reservations you've got something nice to slip into right I always like to bring a maxi dress actually because sometimes we stash it in the car or we stash it in the day bag we do a quick change go to dinner looking great quick change back into our park clothes and go hit more rides so like that to me is like the easiest no fuss outfit for yes. you know the nicer dinners yeah and I just bring a button down shirt for dinner every night um because we're eating at the signature dining restaurants exclusively, um, they do want you to dress up a little bit. They're not going to like kick you out or anything, but they I they think want my brother had to buy a shirt. Yeah, they, once, they want you to wear at least like more than a t shirt, something with a collar. Yeah, if you're going to one of their fine signature dinings, and the only thing more than that you'd ever need is if you do go to Victoria and Alberts, um, men are required to wear a jacket. So. I will have to pack a jacket this October trip coming up, which will be a first for me. Basically, don't bother packing light. Just no. go for it. You're staying in one room. Right. You probably, you're going to have a car. Like, don't bother. Like, we've gone down there with three suitcases for five days. And yeah. we use all of our stuff. And it's easier for us because we do drive. But, I mean, don't worry. But just check your bag. It's fine. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't try to do, like, the minimalist carry-on thing. No, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer for it. Um, so yeah, that, that includes the eating out apparel. Back at the ho hotel, you're going to need some bathing suits. Again, we kind of have a rule of two here, right? Um, two t-shirts per day, two pairs of socks, two pairs of shoes. I have to bring two bathing suits because it gives your bathing suit a day to dry out in between. Mm -hmm. We're in the pool every day, more or less. Um, and it just makes it easier. No one wants to put on a damp suit. It's a gross feeling. Um, it is and then to go with that you want a pair of like flippy flippity floppities to wear around the pool in the hotel wow that was so dorky it was that's okay um, it's so, a Disney podcast we can be dorky so this is the only you know you kind of can let your feet not have socks and sneakers on for once when you're back home and whatever nice yeah pair. and again it is clean but I wouldn't be like barefooting it around anyway uh, I would barefoot it around but I have hobbit feet and so I don't care 
you would probably barefoot it around in like a gas station bathroom, wouldn't you? Um, I have. <laughs> That's disgusting. Another item that you absolutely cannot forget to bring is sunscreen. It doesn't matter what time of year you're, you know, in Florida. No, the Floridian it, sun is serious business. Yeah, and so, and also that's something that you need to have with you in your bag too, so that you're applying. You know, we right. use the spray kind, and you need to be applying it several times a day. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to be having to buy sunscreen at Disney. Like no. that's a waste. We pack a ton of it. We use a ton of it. And just make that part of your, you know, routine. Right. And then we also, you know, recommend that you, back to feet, bring with you some foot aid. Foot aid. Yeah. Yes. So you can, you know, get some moleskin. You can use tea tree oil. Uh, you know, make sure you've got some band-aids on you in case you get any blisters or anything like that. And have you noticed, Dina, that, and we'll see if this is still holding true when we go back uh, this fall, but last time we were there in the rooms as part of the in-room toiletry kit they supply you, there was a little tube of foot lotion. Oh, like not just body lotion, but like specifically, it was like a peppermint. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was yeah, like a peppermint, peppermint like foot lotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna because, be hitting up Lush too before we go and yeah. getting some like. But it's Lush a nice. It's care. nice, and see, Disney knows mm-hmm. that people need need a foot rub. Lush, Lush does make this product. It's called Twinkle Toes, and it's just like a nice like foot powder that I'll definitely be bringing yeah, for us just to keep nice. things like cool and dry in our socks. Yes. I'll be bringing that too. And also, they have this like it's like a bar. It's I think it's the name of it. It's called Rub. Anyways, we'll have it on the on the blog for you at DisneyDinks.com. That it's just like a anti-chafing kind of like rub. That like if you've got you know, somewhere on your heel that just keeps getting hit by your shoe. You put that on there and it makes your socks and things just slide right around so that it makes right. you more comfortable. As you may not be able to tell, Dina should be actually doing a lush podcast by herself at some point as well because she's obsessed with the brand. Who wouldn't be? It's well, amazing. Yes, you're, you're an acolyte. So yeah, I'm going to, ooh, maybe I could like do some strategic lushing just for next trip. Yeah, bringing the worlds of Disney and Lush together. Oh my God. Could be something to that. <laughs> could be the most amazing thing in my life. Um, I do want to mention a wild card item that is going to make us sound particularly dinkish and ridiculous. But this is something we have brought down on multiple occasions. Again, we can because we drive. Um, and it's, it's paid big dividends for us. And it's it's our Vitamix mm-hmm. um, because we're we drink a lot of smoothies in the morning just in regular life, non Disney life, and you bring the Vitamix down, set it up in your room next to your coffee machine. Bring because there's a refrigerator in there. You can bring some like power greens, right. bring some protein powder, bring some coconut water. And, yeah, you know basically all your dry supplements that you normally put in. Um, and then all you need to really buy is like a f- some fruit from Trader Joe's. We always make a Trader Joe's run like the night before mm-hmm. um, to stock up on snacks, bottled water for the room, and, and smoothie stuff. stuff. For our smoothies. And then we whip up smoothies in the morning, and that's sorry you know, neighbors. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not that. It's it's loud, but whatever. It's loud. 
But anyways, it's fantastic to have there so that we're having like a huge, you know, glass of health before we hit the park. Powered up. We're energized and we're also like building up our immune systems too. And we can skip breakfast usually, um, which saves time for rope dropping. Get right to rope drop all jazzed up. And you don't like want a big heavy breakfast before you're running around running around and going on motion rides so yeah we bring the vitamix and so if you're within driving distance and and that's part of your daily normal routine then make it part of your disney routine bring it with you no shame no shame in the vitamix game is that it is challenging to be as healthy as you want to be at disney parks there's also a lot of temptations right but you know if you can start your day off the way that you normally would you're you're gonna you know you're not gonna suffer it's worth the effort to bring it. Yes. So the other wild card item um, to you know pack with you is a costume. If you're going to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, they let you dress up, and so we've always gone as uh, well. We've gone as Miss Piggy and Kermit, and we've gone as the um, some of the happy the happy haunts. haunts. From we bought we didn't bring costumes so we had to buy them from Disney. They're cute though. Yeah, that little store. Like more. Um, Memento Mori. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's next to the haunted mansion. There was also one day we were at Hollywood Studios and it was called like Fancy Dress Day. Oh yeah. And all these people were there dressed in all these like cool like forties style like right. swing dresses and yes. things. And I was so pissed that we didn't know about this because I would have liked to dress up. They looked hot though. They did, and they did not look like they. I would have altered what I was gonna do. Yeah, I did not. I would. It, it looked nice, but I didn't. I was like, ooh, I'm glad I'm not wearing a suit. Yeah. Anyways, look it up. It was a hot day. It was. But look up if there's any kind of like dress up days while you're there because join in on the fun. Who cares? It's stupid. It's yeah, fun. It's Disney. It's Disney. Dress up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and especially now that the uh, Halloween party runs for like three months out of the year, you've got a good chance Dude, of, of being there, of being for, there it. for it. So <laughs> might as well. So all of these products are you know found again at DisneyDinks.com under the hot list of what to pack. We link them all to Amazon uh, for the most part so you can find them for yourselves. If there's anything that you think you know that we're missing from this list, let us know. Uh, leave it in the comments or there's an Ask DD link on the website so that you can submit any you know questions or comments, things like that. We'd love to hear if there's an item that you you know always take to Disney and it, how it saves your life. question from a listener submitted at disneydinks.com comes from Julia and Julia asks how much should I budget each day for two adults for food I thought that was a really good question yes Um, so let's assume let's 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 assume they're eating all three meals at the you know at the hotels at the parks which you don't have to do I mean, you could pack. You could make your own breakfast. Is the easiest thing. You could easily have a breakfast in your room. But let's just say, worst case scenario, you're eating downstairs at your your resort, and then eating lunch in the park, and then eating dinner at, at a signature at dining. At a signature dining. Yeah. So it's about you know, and of course, give or take, depending on how hungry you are, it's about fifteen dollars a person 
for breakfast and we you know when we do breakfast we always just go to like whatever the like yeah quick service cafe Captain is cooks at the polynesian mm-hmm. or... that whatever that is at your resort we don't yeah. do sit down big sit down breakfast no it takes way too much time so yeah usually the breakfast itself is around 10 bucks and if you get a coffee or yeah. something like plus tax 15 per person 15 so for lunch, uh, you know, if you're eating at the parks and, you know, for some of the more like the quick service or even some of the sit down ones, you can get out of there for about 20 to, you know, maybe 25 per person. Yeah, I think so. Um, or even less sometimes. Mm-hmm. But 20 is a good estimate, I'd say. And throughout the day, too, I guess, depending on if you're a snack or if you didn't bring snacks, that could run you another like five, 10 bucks a person per day. You know, if you're adding up all your Dole Whips or, like, the right. pretzels. pretzels. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you didn't bring water... Oh, jeez. Your no. budget will go way higher. You'll be blowing the budget. Yeah, so bring water. your water in a bottle. Uh, and then the, finally, you know, for the signature dining is generally what we do for dinner at night. And that can run you about 50 to 80 bucks a person, depending yeah. on, you know... If you're getting a bunch of apps, and it yeah. can also go up depending on you know how much y'all are drinking. So yeah, I mean generally your apps are going to be about fifteen to twenty bucks. Your mm-hmm. entrees are going to be probably between thirty to forty at those establishments. Um, up to you know they can run up to fifty to, if you get like lobster or something, and then desserts are probably another ten. But if you even or if you're going to one of the non-signature dining places, it's still going to run you. It's not that much less. Yeah, it's not much less. So yeah. maybe it's fifty to eighty for signature. It's probably like thirty to fifty at the non-signature places. Per oh, person. at least yeah, yeah. no, that's right. Because even even at Kona Cafe, some of those entrees are still like really thir- pricey. Yeah, thirty bucks. So you may as well just upgrade and go to the really good place. Right. And think of it as entertainment, too. You're there for two hours, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good way to wind down the day. Yeah, absolutely. So, Thanks, so. Julia, for that great question submitted at DisneyDinks.com. So this week's hot tip... Hot tip? ...is just what we talked about earlier. To bring two pairs of sneakers... Two pairs of footwear. And, and swap them. Swap them. During siesta. Midday. And your feet will thank you later. Mm-hmm. Take care of those tootsies. Next week episode, or I don't know why I say next week. It's not really weekly. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Next episode will be Disney World versus Disneyland. Ooh. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about this. Because while you're still a Disney park, and they're so similar on so many levels, some of the differences are vast and need to be discussed. It's true. So don't forget to check us out at DisneyDinks.com. Follow us on Instagram at Disney with a one Dinks. And thank you to Treebird Branding. Thank you all for listening. Bye.